Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, that Practical Prophetic. Hi guys, welcome to Preparing for Change and Harvest, Part 3, Episode 9. So, yep, you guessed it, we're back talking about preparation again this week. I was surprised myself to get direction to be doing another podcast on preparation, but I never know what the Lord's going to (laughs) do. I love how He's always doing something new and fresh and exciting, is that how I see it anyway, so that I never know what to expect, honestly, from week to week. Now, I've said this already in the first podcast and then the part two, that there really is no right or wrong as far as preparation goes. There's just what's best for you. Your situation might not be the same as mine. You might be in a city, I'm in a rural location, that kind of thing. So everybody's situation and circumstances will be different. But I do feel like the Lord has direction for you. There's always something that you can do to be more prepared for change and for the coming harvest than you are right now, today. I do like these podcasts because you can dive a little deeper into a subject, even if you've already talked about it. So even though this is the third podcast today, you're going to hear things that I haven't talked about before, I promise. It won't be review. Uh, Always a little bit in the beginning, perhaps, or something, but it's new stuff. And I've also written an article, I believe I told you, about this same topic, and yet there's even stuff in that article that's not in any of the podcasts, especially scriptures that have to do with the move of revival that's about to be birthed that I see coming, and some of that aspect. So you may want to go read that if you haven't. You'll find it on our website. Now, of all the podcasts that I've done on preparing for change and harvest, in my opinion, this is the most practical of all. We do have a practical God. We can't separate, oh, this is spiritual, this is practical, this is natural, this is of the heavenly realm. It's all together. He created us as a mind, a body, a spirit. We're we're everything. We can't just be one, okay? And that's okay. That's how God created it. So, he has given me five practical reasons that you should prepare. Alright, so here are five reasons that you should prepare today. Number one, it's biblical. It's biblical to prepare and not to wait until it's too late. Now remember, we did a podcast on different versions of the Bible, and when I opened with that, I called the Word of God a weapon and that that came from the scripture Ephesians 6:17 which calls or likens the word of God to the sword of the spirit. Now remember in that episode episode 5 I explained to you that word the Greek word for word in that verse doesn't mean logos like we might expect it actually means rhema and yet it's not talking about a prophetic word either. It's talking about when the Holy Spirit quickens a passage of Scripture to you for a particular circumstance and makes it like a rhema word for you. So it's it's a Scripture that's alive for today. So that's what the Lord did for me for a particular Scripture, and that's what I'm going to read for you today right now. The 
the biblical principle of preparation and not waiting till it's too late, I feel comes from Matthew 25, 1 to 13. So we're going to go ahead and read that, all right? It's the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us, but you go get rather to those, go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in and to him and, and to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you do not know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. All right, that was a little bit of a longer passage, but I felt it was really important to read that. So as far as parables go, you know, why do we hear Jesus speaking in parables? parables? Well, he had told the disciples in Matthew 13, 10, and 11 that he spoke in parables because it was so that the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven would be known to those who are of God, but not to those who are not, you know, believers and non-believers. But still, we don't always know what they mean either. So the reason I'm bringing that up is that, you know, I think typically most spirit-filled believers might say that the oil in that passage is speaking of the oil of the Holy Spirit. So we need to be prepared uh, always with the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, that kind of thing. But, you know, that's not really something that we can pin down or know for sure. So here's what I learned. One time when I was taking a particular class, an instructor, I believe this was for my bachelor's degree, I've never forgotten this, a particular instructor, professor, whatever, had said to me that usually it's best if you take away one general principle from a parable rather than try to dissect it and try to interpret each and every little detail. Because you're probably going to get off, and there's probably maybe even not a particular, uh, at least we can never prove it anyway. Dreams are like that sometimes, as a matter of fact. You might not know what every little detail of your dream means or be able to interpret it, but you can see a general principle or theme. Many dreams are like that. So all that to say... I don't think that the Lord really plans that much more from us for us to take from this parable than to understand that it's better to prepare than to wait until it's too late and to put this into the context that things are going to be changing as the end of the age comes. Remember Matthew 24 is all about the signs of the end of the age. And now we're transitioning to Matthew 25. So we're still kind of in that same context. So another takeaway that we could get from this parable. Remember, it's the hour is midnight when the bridegroom comes. Well, midnight represents an hour when you least expect it, when you're least likely to be prepared, when you're sleeping, okay? When you're lulled to sleep, remember we've talked about we can get lulled into thinking that things are always going to be the same that they are. But in this parable, midnight is when this event happens. 
when the least likely chance of being prepared is, okay? So that's what I want you to remember from that. Number one, it's biblical to prepare and not wait until it's too late. Here's number two. After so many miles, you need to rely on experience. All right, let me explain. Think of a vehicle. I've had a particular truck for six years now. I really like this truck. It's a Chevy Silverado, but it's got a whole bunch of aftermarket, um, but it was done in a factory that specializes in it, if you know what I mean. It's like it's like a Ford Raptor, only it's a Chevy Reaper. So there's all this off-road stuff on it. It's really a cool vehicle. I love it. So for six years now, I've been driving this, and I love it. I know what it sounds like. I know what it shouldn't sound like. I know if there's something different going on. And obviously what I'll do is tell my husband about it, right? Isn't that what you do? <laughs> all right, so let's put this into practical application for today. I'm seeing things right now I've never seen before. I'm hearing things daily even in the news or wherever that I've never heard before. And after so many miles of life experience, I'm saying to myself, I think I need to pay attention. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what ages you all are watching or listening, I should say. But if you're anywhere close to my vintage I don't think we've seen anything like this, and it might mean that we need to prepare, okay? It's just common sense. It's just practical common sense. All right, number three. Speaking of common sense, I believe common sense right now is telling us to prepare. So let's look at another scripture. This one is just a couple verses. Matthew 24, 32, 33. The parable of the fig tree. Another parable says this, now learn this from the parable of the fig tree. When its branches have come, in, come into tenderness and it puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things, know that it is near and at the door. Okay, so Jesus is actually, again, speaking from that context in Matthew 24 of signs of the end of the times. And he's saying, pay attention. Can you see what this is saying? Just like when you see some buds coming on a tree in the spring, which we're actually in the springtime right now, you're going to know that summer's near. It's just common sense, and that's what he's saying. When you start to see certain things, you're going to see a pattern and know that some things are escalating, and you're going to need to be ready. So uh, it's interesting. I was just having a conversation with my husband yesterday in which I told him, I, I was like, you know what, I think the Lord's going to have me do another podcast on preparation. And you know what his response was? He's like, you know what, I'm not surprised to hear about it. To me, it's obvious. He says to me, he's still talking to me. He's like, you know me, I'm the practical type. And you don't have to have God talking to you right now to be a prophet, to know that it's a good idea to be preparing. And that's what he said. Because that's what it's like in our marriage. You know, I love it how you can really be a compliment to each other. And I'm more the type that I'm going to be listening, listening, listening to the Lord. And my husband's like very practical. He doesn't hear the Lord in the same ways that I do. And that's fine. We're not all supposed to be the same. But he provides a lot of balance for me. And I do for him. Uh, in fact, one time, just kind of a neat little dream that the Lord gave him back in the early days of our ministry, and I've never forgotten it. 
My husband doesn't dream that often either, but he had a dream where I was on a stage, I had a microphone, and I was speaking, you know, prophetically, and I had all this stuff I was, you know, going to prophesy or whatever. I don't know. I was very caught up in what I was doing, and I almost stepped off of the edge of the stage. And my husband was right there, and he caught me kind of, or just made sure that I didn't get off the stage. It was like the Lord was almost highlighting that he has a very practical gifting and he's going to help me stay on track and not fall off something. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I can hear things that he might not hear and be able to enrich his life. So it's pretty cool. So he's the practical one and he's saying right now, you need to prepare. Okay. And it's not because he's hearing God say so. All right, let's move to number four. Everybody wants there to be a different ending to the story so bad. All right? You might tend to believe what you want to believe. It's human nature that no one wants to think the worst. We don't want to think that there's going to be difficult times, right? Because, yeah, that's awkward and uncomfortable. Nobody wants that. Now, I want to draw a parallel from history, okay? But make sure that you understand. Don't take this out of context. I'm not saying this is where we are at today. But think about Nazi Germany, okay? Now, again, don't take it out of context. I'm not saying this is where we are. But some people saw enough signs, because that's what we're talking about, is signs. Some people saw enough signs around them. They were uncomfortable enough, and they began to wonder, should we flee the country? Should we actually leave? Okay? Jews were beginning to see some signs, but others were not ready to believe it. They didn't want to think the worst. They're too comfortable. They like their business, their family, their life. They don't think it's going to change. So enough said about that. And again, I'm not comparing that to that time in history. But we also need to learn from history, correct? All right, number five. It is my life MO to prepare people according to what I'm hearing. All right? It's all I've ever done. It's how I've gotten the platforms that I have today. Well, that plus not giving up, of course. I've had to stick with it for a long time. But really, that's what it's all about. If you're a true prophetic voice, you're only going to be bringing people what you're hearing. And my particular call has always been, um, I could tell you some stories about this sometime, about how I got this all confirmed and some of the supernatural things that happened. But one time I was given Matthew 3.3 3 in a supernatural encounter. And I, I gave you that verse in my opening, I think it was the episode zero, the trailer, about John the Baptist being one who prepares the Lord's way. Well, all the prophetic voices do that, and you do that as you engage in the prophetic. But the reason that we want to do that, the Lord's way has to be prepared before he can come back. And what has to happen before he comes back is that the bride has to be ready. The church has to be ready and mature. Revelation 19 reveals that the marriage supper of the Lamb happens after the bride has made herself ready. So we have to pay attention to what the Lord is saying and doing so that we can prepare a body, right? You and me and all of us who are listening to the Lord to be ready for His return. So even if it's practical aspects, remember we can't separate. We can't be bringing in a harvest if we're scrambling around trying to take care of our physical needs, right? 
So the other part of that, remember I said that number five is that my life MO is to prepare people according to what I'm hearing. But there's a second part to that. It's also that I'm always ready to answer the questions that I'm hearing people asking, all right? Not just to prepare them according to what I'm hearing, but to pre prepare them according to the questions that they are asking, all right? So people are beginning to wonder, should I be worried? Should I think that I, you know, may need to set supplies aside, whatever it is? I'm hearing it from other people now, wondering. And what I have found out is that if God's prophetic people are not answering the questions that everyone is asking or wondering about, then the New Age people or the Spiritist people or some other counterfeit religious type of, um, I don't know, group of people is going to do it instead of you. Now, I really learned this one time in an interesting way as far as I had a woman that I knew, she wrote me a message or an email or something, and she said, you know what, I'm seeing 444 all the time. Every time I look at the clock, it seems like it's 444, and I, these numbers won't go away. What do you think it means? Well, I didn't jump to answer that question because, um, you know, it's like, I think some people, some prophetic people can t make too much of that. But, you know, interestingly enough, I prayed about it because it's a woman that I did know. I can't answer all the questions that come into me because I'm just one person. I don't have time. You know, he gave me a scripture for her. I think it was Isaiah 44, 4. That was very pertinent to her, and she bore witness to that. But by the time I was done with that question, the Lord actually gave me enough material for a six-minute video. And I just sat down on the spur of my moment one day. I set up my tripod. I have a YouTube channel, although I don't do as many uh, videos anymore because I'm doing podcasts, but uh, that that video went viral, literally. The last time I looked, it had something like 80k views. All kinds of people were watching that video, video, and what I discovered is that if God's people are not addressing things like number patterns, then New Age people and Spiritist people and all kinds of other people are going to do it. So you see what I'm saying? So we need, as prophetic people, to be able to tell people to prepare and not wait for someone else to come up with their idea that doesn't have anything to do with the Lord, okay? And by the way, you can send me your questions if you want. We have an email on our website. It's info at starfireministries.org. You can find it, um, that kind of thing. And if you have questions, go ahead and ask me. Now, if I may say this, I don't always have time to answer them all, but if the Lord directs me to, or if a theme emerges, and again, I get confirmation, you'll hear about it in a podcast. I'll do it, because a lot of times that's how I get direction, is that God puts his finger on something people want to know. So the gift or the office of a prophet, which is what I walk in, is different than the gift of prophecy, but in either case, it's meant to bless and build up the body of Christ, to make them ready right? All of our gifts, I don't care what spiritual gift you possess, your gift is so that you can bless others. So I have found that when someone puts a draw on my gift, especially if it's someone that I'm in a close relationship with, some sort of covenant relationship, if they need me to answer something prophetic, a question for them, or give them a word, I will have it, because God respects that. He's like, they 
they need something he has given a gift to you so that you can provide it all right and so I want to do that in these podcasts in that kind of way that same type of relationship so as I close I just want to say kind of from a practical example again you know as parents if you've been a parent all parents parent differently some are going to put more emphasis on potty training, maintaining a regi- regimented schedule for naps, that kind of thing. Some are going to be very focused on healthy organic eating, and some are going to be just like, what, totally laid back. Like, everybody has a different parenting style, but there are lots of styles that are good, right? Well, prophets and prophetic voices are like that, too. Some might be more practical, like I am. Others might be much more revelatory and not very practical application-oriented. But that's okay. We all see in part. We prophesy in part. So I'm not saying that I have all the answers, okay? But what I am saying is that I'm hearing enough that I'm not being responsible in my call as a minister if I'm not talking to you about preparation right now. Okay, and I'm being faithful to do that. That's all I know how to do. So here we are. We've done three podcasts. I wouldn't expect to do any more, but I'm not going to guess, okay? (laughs) You'll find out next week. All right, so I do want to just remind you, again, I've said this before, we do not need to fear, okay? God has our backs, but we can all ask him, and be thinking how we can prepare in some way that we haven't already, at least one way, okay? Everybody's going to be different. There's no right or wrong way to prepare. It's just whatever is best for you, all right? As we close, I'd like to sing the doxology, all right? This is different, but I just want to try it. So, ready? All right, sing it with me. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. It probably feels like we just went to church, right? And that's not a bad thing. The church is whatever we make it, and podcasts are part of it, right? So thank you, Lord for a good podcast. Thank you, Lord, for a practical podcast. And thank you for using this podcast to bless all your people who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your positive review helps the show reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org where you can donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.